0: hi everyone welcome to today's daily bread and prophetic notes this topic is actually a great key if you know that you the father God gave you a word and he confirmed that word to you and that word that you got bear witness with your soul because it came directly from father God and not even a man or even if father God said the man or a woman to prophesy a word to you and then bear witness with your soul and you waited for the confirmation and you received a, a confirmation. Don't allow the enemy to make you feel like you made a mistake because then that leads to you feeling guilty and then that leads to you feeling um, condemned when it's really a trick of the enemy to get you out of your righteous standard. Because if you know God sent you to do it, whatever God sent you to do, and your heart was in a good righteous standing, and it was all based on what God told you to do. The enemy is going to come the enemy's weapon is going to backfire against you in whatever area or way of persecution that they try. But the enemy is going to try to make you seem like you are wrong for what you said because that's the enemy trying to um, bring in fear and double-mindedness to make you think you're not really hearing from Father God and to make you think that you moved out of Father God's timing or will, basically making yourself think you're moving by the flesh, which then causes... That's that's you going into sin because you condemning yourself is sin. You feeling guilty about a thing is sin. You you are supposed to get convicted about what you did, but remember, after conviction, you're supposed to go into repentance and and try to release it to Father God and cleanse you in the blood of Jesus, fill you with the Holy Spirit, and then that you gave it to God. You laid everything at his feet so you're not holding on to that anymore. You know in the security of your father he has forgiven you because it's already written, signed, sealed, and delivered. It's already there. He forgave you for your sins long as you came to him and repented with the true heart of repentance and you're not doing the same repeated thing. You get what I mean? And you're not holding on to the grudge or anger or bitterness or rage or unforgiveness because all of that is a sin and unforgiveness is um basically like revenge that you have not seeked yet so you're holding on to that anger until you seek the revenge that means in your heart you seek to you seek to take god's glory from him because he said vengeance belongs to him you get what i'm saying so you can be doing this not knowing that you're doing this but that's what unforgiveness is you you only holding on to it until you see them fall or until you see them destroy you get or until you, you see them hurt how they hurt you or whatever reaction you want to happen to them but then that gonna, that's gonna bring stuff on you and that that takes you out of alignment and that contaminates you because Your heart intent is to take vengeance. You get what I'm saying? You ain't letting it go, so your heart intention intention is to seek vengeance. Even though you might tell yourself in your head, I'm not going to put my head on it, but I know know this going to happen, and I know that going to happen, blah, 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 blah. Your words then being um, moved by the anger and the bitterness that's within your heart. And those are spirits, remember, and those are unclean spirits. So even if you have the Holy Spirit, and but your words are coming from that angry place of your heart, that's what's going to go forth and those are rebellious witchcraft words. You get what I'm saying. So if you pray in that from that heart position, that's an evil altar prayer. Altar prayers aren't just uh, like a witchcraft setup. You get what I'm saying. It, it, witchcraft is also your rebellion against God's word and, and what you're doing. You get in and, and in your actions. And to submit to also, I just want to add this in. If you submit. To another person's will Like say people don't like you A whole bunch of people don't like you Or they feel some type of way about you Whether it's based on the truth Or whether it's based on a lie If you try to change yourself Based on how they feel Because you're trying to Conform Or fit in That means You are participating in divination Because rebellion is as the sin Of divination Witchcraft So always remember that It's written in the Bible Um But yeah, so you want to keep your righteous standard and in order to do that, it's a if, it, it might have to be an everyday thing. So every time it comes across your mind, you release, you repent, you ask forgiveness, you ask Father for deliverance, the blood of Jesus cleanses you, sets you free, to consume the fire of the Holy Spirit, consume away at the root. You get what I'm saying? Burn up the ashes and dust and let it be blown away by the breath of the Lord back to the lake of fire from where it came in Jesus' name um and you got to do it every day because you know when you, when we've been holding on to certain things for years and then you never really got a chance to release it or get over it and then more things happen through to you throughout life it's just like is is making the void um bigger and then you know how in the Bible when it says the enemy will come back to see if the house is clean the the enemy goes to dry places and he roams to and fro, and then he come. He's gonna come back to see if the house is clean that he left. Like meaning, you went to your know, your deliverance and you got set free from them strongholds of soul ties or demons and covenants. But if you don't keep a mindset that it's a daily walk it's not a race it's literally a journey because it's a relationship with you and god and we all know how rushing relationships with with humans go so you know it's not going to end well when you're dealing with father god in the spiritual realm rushing um is is rushing and moving out of order and moving out of timing and out of season can be a deadly mistake made you get what i'm trying to say so we got to be mindful and in relationship with god so that we don't make them kind of mistakes and and so that we stay clean with intentional hearts and not be tricked by or deceived and moving in deception because of what we're holding on to and not even attempting to work on because god he want to heal your hurt and pain but you gotta let him in in order to do it so you gotta start releasing and speaking out your mouth you know and be mindful of what you say about people in the midst of you being angry just say lord take control lord you know or lord you see what they're doing father in the name of jesus father you see what they're doing lord Depending on what they did, Father, remember, remember before them, Lord. You get what I'm saying? But, Father, even if you're saying remember what they did before them, Lord, you you got to remember to make sure you show God you have a, a righteous heart position and that you have a heart like Christ that is selfless. That though they hurt you and slayed you or came against you or persecuted you, you will forgive them. So you tell you let God like Lord, I need to know how to really get to the real true deliverance of forgive for forgiveness. And so He'll walk you through it. He'll really get with you and work with you on it. But you got to be confessing and let Him know like, okay, because it's layers and it's scales and it's hardening there. So He got to break through that in the in this. And it's only going to happen if the more you, the more you um, spend time with him. The more time, the more stronger your, your your spiritual strength, your prayers, your relationship, and the ability for you to heal him and for your prayers to be answered. Because the more you're doing everything in obedience and you will gain it through reading your Bible and, and building relationship for the Holy Spirit, the more you do everything in order, you become stronger. Your words become stronger, but you want to make sure you're building your words in Holy Spirit-consuming fire and not strange fire. What makes your prayers be strange fire? What makes your words be strange fire? The positioning of your heart when you're saying it. Okay, so we remember that, <laughs> and then also it's and and that's just in you say if somebody made you mad whatever but then when it comes to prophesying this still it's still gonna depend on the positioning of your heart because you can't prophesy because you feel that this is happening you get what i'm trying to say it literally had to come from father god because remember the heart is treacherous and there are father god got a um bible uh it's a scripture in the bible where they say they prophesy um lies from their heart's desires or something like that it, it basically me paraphrasing didn't go exactly in those words but so you gotta make sure you we you in alignment with father god because you know your excitement in the moment or your um readiness for it to come can get you to doing those things or yeah just the fact of situation or standing where you at it or the hope the Say, if you got too much hope in it happening, because he said, don't be anxious for anything. You know, don't be anxious for tomorrow. You just say, Father, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, if it's your will, it'll be done. For the blessings of the Lord, yes and amen. So, Lord, if your servant pleases you, if I am in good standing with you, oh, Lord. Like, this is literally what I'll be saying. And every time I say this to him, He'll bless me that same day. Like, so, uh, you can incorporate that in your prayers. Father, if your servant pleases you, if I'm in good standing with you, Father, I ask for confirmation that you show me with, with fruitful evident, righteous fruit. You always make sure you you pray for righteous fruit wherever the enemy has planted demonic seeds that is being watered by contaminated water oh lord sever that contamination that contaminated line of uh, sever the tie of contaminated flowing water father shed it off like it. Cleanse me, O Lord, wherever I have been contaminated by defiled water. In the name of Jesus Christ, let your purifying holy water cleanse me inside out. In the blood of Jesus, purify me inside out and cover me and heal me and make me anew. In the name of Jesus Christ, and fill me into your Holy Spirit, O Lord. And O Lord, wherever there is a door open, in my life to the enemy, let that door, let let all residue of the enemy be disintegrated by the consuming fire of the Holy Spirit that fills me, let the door be washed clean in the blood of Jesus, and let me be cleansed in the blood of Jesus, and close the door by the hand of the Most High God, Seal it closed in the blood of Jesus, so Lord, I pray and, Father, if the enemy comes back to see if my house is clean in the name of Jesus, let him be repelled by your mighty shining glorious, glorious light in the name of Jesus Christ. Let your mighty shield of protection be around all about my life, the garden of my life, my children, my family, my, my um, possessions, righteous possessions, and the things you have blessed me with, O oh Lord, in Jesus' name. And the more you go and you pray and you pray, and you incorporate your own words, but you know you do it like that in your own way. As God leads you to do it, if God even leads you to do it, it could be for a key for later on. For You get what I'm trying to say? So, I pray that, that bless someone and a, a strong note is to remember when prophesying, ministering, praying, talking in general. Speaking out your mouth, make sure to remember the position of your heart when you're saying whatever you saying. because if you say anything out of that anger, you say anything out of pride, if you say anything out of sorrow a spirit of heaviness, a spirit of depression or suicidal, you get what I'm trying to say like if you feel like that, but you just putting on a strong you just putting on a straight face like a false mask. You gotta deal with what you gotta deal with, and try to really work on that stuff, because that's a you you basically are a open door or a open gate that's gonna unleash all of them, all of that on the people that listen to you. Basically, you know what I'm saying? Like we all human, we all gonna go through stuff, of course. But we just going to be make sure we moving in order. So this ain't condemnation. If you have done it, you go. You gotta pray and make sure if. You want to cover yourself and your and the people that listen to you and make sure you say, Father, if I have came up, came out in in my sadness or in my depression, Father, and because you know when God tell you to do something, we gotta do it, right? So most of the time we be doing stuff because He we, He He is testing us to see if we still gonna work for Him too. You know what I mean? And sometimes we. Some people just moving out of order altogether. so people don't know, like I said before. But you want to make sure you cover yourself in repentance just in case you have done that. You know what I mean? Because it's easy for us to do something because we know we're doing it for God and not realizing we're doing it from the wrong spirit. Because everybody ain't blatantly in the witchcraft and this ain't to condemn nobody who used to be or who is. Is just to let you know that God don't want you in it and God proud of you if you was if was able to get out of it you know what i'm saying because we all know if if you in that kind of if you in witchcraft and rebellion is as witchcraft so living as the ways of the world is as witchcraft too so don't don't please don't get offended by me saying that because i don't want you to think that Oh, because I wasn't in witchcraft. You get what I'm trying to say? That's um, like I got a one up. No, no, nobody got no one up because we always in rebellion with witches as witchcraft. Like I said before, that we was in the world in vanity, like I was in pride, like I was selfish, like I was. You get what I'm saying? So I ain't no better than nobody else. God had to come pull me out, just like He had to do for many of us, and some of us was able to come to Him. You get what I'm trying to say? So, but I'm not that kind of person where I'm holding people to their past. I'm happy for the people God delivered because when you look back at where you was, you understand you was dead. You know what I mean? You understand God literally raised you from the dead. But God got to bless you with the revelation when he really, you get what I'm saying? Because sometimes we can take, we can we can gloss over the fact that we was walking dead in the world. And he came and he literally pulled you up and and, and breathed his spirit of life back in you when he saved you it ain't just you just came back from the world and then you got back with with god now nah, he really you was walking dead you know what i mean like when we be in the world and so gone and bewitched and um in the deception of the pleasure of the world and self-seeking and all of that extra stuff we become spiritually dead the longer we are in it the more are uh, our soul and our light becomes dim and contaminated for satan the more we are being used by satan and not even knowing it because you are you fulfilling all your your fleshly desires instead of holy spirit um righteousness and god you know what i mean in him a relationship with him so that's the only reason why i said all that y'all i don't want nobody to Come in and be offended because your past is your past. You, you are not bound to your past unless you yourself are binding your, yourself there, or if you haven't gone through the deliverance of breaking those ties to the past, um, breaking shame and disgrace of the past, rebuking it, coming out of agreement with it. Because, guess what? The only way the shame and the great disgrace come on you is if you agree to it, right? Don't be ashamed of your past. Your past is what got you where you at. Your past your past is got you certain keys that you needed to be able to teach somebody else when God when God saved your life. You get what I'm saying? So it's not that he took you down that path. You you went on that path yourself, but he allowed you to go down that path, but he allowed you to go down that path and save your life and allow you to keep the key, keep certain keys. You get what I'm saying? Like you gotta I ain't talking about no demonic junk. I'm talking about like life lessons and wisdom that you go through. Like you know what I'm trying to say. And then God do use your enemy to teach you. He te- he use your enemy to teach you like for instance, um saying stuff out your mouth the wrong way and not realizing you can't just say whatever you want to say no matter how bold you is or how outspoken you might be. And I learned this lesson because why that's you moving out of the flesh and out of anger or whatever whatever you feeling and whatever things you caused to somebody you will be thinking that you was right for reacting how you reacted because that's how pride gonna make you think right and self righteousness too so when you just stay in that mindset and that person that pixie most of the time people who like I, when I moved in that manner were like I, I'm gonna say something back to you like you got me messed up like whatever <laughs> but god man he started teaching me like yeah guard your mouth like i'm literally like, like was like tyson like i'll fight you like what's up but i lose the battle I, I will i will win the fight but lose the battle spiritually you understand because when i when i win the, the fight they go do something spiritually against me and i don't even know they did this so i'm gonna get hit up and and it's it's allowed because I ain't even feel a repentant heart to even pray that I let them get me out of character. You get what I mean? So what you allow the enemy to do to you. So if you allow the enemy to get you out of character. You going to be judged. You, you got to reap the consequences because you allow him to make you get out of character. And he going to try to make you get out of character to his best abilities. You know what I mean? So that's why God always be it's always we always supposed to be thinking about how our heart is and the stuff we be thinking about and that bothers us all the time every single day it bothers you is every single day you you you, um, release and rebuke and renounce it and tell it to catch Holy ghost fire cast it down and bind it back to the lake of fire you know what i mean every day every day just like when you lose somebody who was important to you, whether it was death or they just left your life and there's a grieving process, it's the same with that. You know, it's a process for you to release and begin to be able to forgive because unforgiveness is a principality and a stronghold. You get what I'm saying with other spirits that branches off from it, like pride, arrogance, resentment. You get what I'm saying? Bitterness. Um whatever else which then maybe some drug addiction because you feeling all that darkness you need to you need to numb it you get what I'm trying to say so it, it, it started off as something a small tiny seed but that it really do end up to be this big massive tree that's too big to even chop down it's too wide the, the bark the, the base of the tree too wide to even you know what I'm saying cut down the tree Don't grew up too tall to even do anything with so you want to deal with that stuff daily so that tree can be chopped down chopped down chopped down as you go and deliverance will begin to set in you get what i'm saying but you gotta recognize take accountability repent fast be cleansed you know what i'm trying to say and then come in alignment and i think i I mentioned this on the word before how you know you becoming in alignment with god's words like you will like when you read your prophetic or not your prophetic when you read the bible and say if you are prophetic you will start seeing like the stuff god talking to you he you will just turn the bible and he'll lead you right to it you get what i'm saying or um when, when it's when you do come across uh prophetic words, you will notice you aligning with them and, and say you come the right across the right prophetic words from given from Holy Spirit felt people and you aligning with it and you seeing it come to fruition. You get what I'm trying to say and it ain't really taking too long like it did before before you start working. before you because a lot of the time we only held up and delayed because of the position of our heart, and we ain't release none of that stuff. And we just we didn't reach the point of um, hope deferred or whatever. But it's 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 because of our own self, because everything ain't saying fault. We gonna look at it like saying delaying us, but it's really we delaying ourselves by not moving, not letting somebody go, and not releasing stuff out your heart, and then and then just you know talking recklessly from an angry heart or praying against people from an angry heart or wishing bad against people like god that heart position is really important that's another another reason why you see a lot of heart attacks and um generational congestive heart failure because that's a that's a uh, remember I just said that's a stronghold that's basically like a principality of old a stronghold of old that's an oppressive pharaoh principality you get what I'm trying to say? Unforgiveness oppresses you because it contaminates your heart it makes your heart literally die you you know what I mean? So whatever effects that you see with the heart failure well like what it's gonna it'll make one part of the heart we won't be getting enough oxygen or it'll be just getting darker or the friction fraction will be getting the percentages start decreasing because the more the longer that unforgiveness is sitting in, in your heart, it's it's engulfing and suffocating and it's basically like salt sitting on um on 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 fresh flesh and and over time, you just let that salt and that flesh just sit out in a, in a, just the open air. And that, that salt just going to start drying out that flesh. You get what I'm trying to say? And then you put that flesh or you put the salt on on the flesh and you put that flesh in a closed environment that the sun is beaming on. And then you see the steam coming from that. And then you see the flesh just drying up and drying out. That's what unforgiveness is doing to your heart. That that darkness of that that spirit behind that principality is doing that to your heart. So for you know now everything else is not functioning right. You get what I'm trying to say? Cause your heart is. Uh, we know that's one of the most important ones besides your brain. Everything important, cause you know one thing mess up, it it kind of throw other stuff out of whack. Depending on what get messed up, but <clears throat> that's just something to think on about unforgiveness. That. Even if even if you don't start today, Father gotta be able to bring it back to you because the seed was planted. You get what I'm saying? Then he'll bring other people to water it or bring it to your attention when he wanna water it personally his own self. Because that's another thing. Don't always go look for people to water and fill you up with life and encouragement. I mean God gonna place you with people of course. And it'll be genuine and it'll be um it'll be done. Out of genuine heart and genuine love, with no expectations of of um you having to do something or there having to be a game on the other person's side, he really will bless you with somebody who can who who is filled with life, who can pour the life back in you. You get what I'm saying? So in order for you to know that this connection is divinely connected, that person is already filled with life. How you know that person filled with life? Because they showing you signs of the Holy Spirit. Righteous signs of the Holy Spirit: not gossiping, not slandering. They able to um, they able to say if something was just impressing or hurting your heart, and you need to go talk to somebody and get it off. They are gonna be there with a listening ear, but they're not gonna be there to feed the pain or the anger. They there to to nurture you. You get what I'm saying, but they won't touch on the topic where they open you up to where you now you flowing and spewing defilement of the situation. And, and then now they, they don't got a little defile on them because you were spewing it. So now they in agreement with your defilement and now they like, well, yeah, that was wrong and they shouldn't have did this and blah, 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 blah. Oh, you want me to go spam them? You get what I'm trying to say? Like the enemy... Because somebody loves you, you get what I'm saying. They ain't even trying to come from like an evil place, but because they love you, they want to go fight for you. But you gotta make sure you tell the people who love you and who care for you and who God connect you with, don't go fight for me. Vengeance belongs to the Lord, because once that enemy seen that he couldn't, um, he couldn't. When the enemy see he can't. Get you to explore or get out of character because you you went to your wise counsel that God placed in your life. Not you went to them because you wanted to. You went to God and God led you to them. You get what I'm saying? You always got to be led to God, from God to somebody. Not because, oh, I'm just overwhelmed and I'm hurting and I need to go talk to somebody. In that minute, you go talk to God first and ask him, Father, is there somebody that I could talk to, please put them on my heart or lead me to him or have them call me. And he'll do each one of them. Each one he choose or need to in that situation, he really would. But you always want to go to him first and show him in your heart's intention, even though you sat down and out angry, rageful, prideful, whatever, whatever might be going on with your heart intention. You decide to go to him and ask you ask him how you can get out of it. I'm telling you, that's that stuff like that. It really just it, it breaks barriers. It breaks it it it, it puts the enemy to shame because he expected for you to run to a person the enemy always remember the enemy is always going to expect for you to run to a person first so you being a counselor or leader or whoever that people might come to always make sure you you said well did you go to god about it you know what i mean and if they hadn't gone to god about it and that could be your first thing that you ask them when they come to you like what's this you know what i mean if it's somebody who you have them type of conversations with and just people who might send their prayer requests. You make sure you you refer them back to God. You know what I mean? Whichever at the beginning of the conversation or at the end of you praying for them, whatever. But you want to make sure you refer them back to God and make sure you remind them, you know. I'm always here to pray for you, but make sure you go to God first. And so, you get what I'm saying? Because you cover you and you leading them to God. You remember, the prophet of the Lord is a prophet for God, not for ourselves. And it's easy once you get into the work. I'm not coming from negativity. Because once you get into the work, it's easy to just, boom, just get to work. You get what I'm saying? And you just helping them whatever. But you got to remember to tell them, you know, I only, I only can do what God leads me to do. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure you have that one-on-one with him on your own in case I ain't here for you. And in case I can't get back to you, you get what I'm trying to say? So if I don't answer you, you also want if I don't answer you, understand God, and I'm not always going to be able to answer you. Because you can feel like, let me see how to say this, you can't, the, the prophet got to move how God told him to move. So if God see that you, you, um, coming in for too much help sometimes, God will cause them, to be quiet from you and sometimes it's not them coming from anger or pride or because you ain't getting no money or you get what i'm trying to say sometimes it's because god literally told them be quiet because i want to see what they finna do because since they've been coming to you already i don't get i done been giving them little keys from other people too, you and, and from into today self personally so i want to see because god tests us he 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 tests us you know he tests us so, make sure you're going to God first before anybody, no matter how much you need help. And the best thing I can say is, if God have not connected you with, like, divine helpers or divine connections and friends, do not, I ask of you or I warn you, don't go to um, ministries or comment sections and just... Pull your heart out in in the midst of your pain or your hurt or whatever you're going through. Go just go to God first because that's the that's gonna be where the enemy come in at. You get what I'm saying? So because you don't know them and and in your heart and in your pain in your hurt and pain, remember the heart is treacherous. So the heart will leads you straight to go find somebody who seems so caring. You get what I'm saying? And the person could. They could really be trying to do the right thing for the Lord and not know that because they connected to somebody else, it's a lying spirit in the midst. You get what I'm saying? Or it's contamination in the midst. Or the enemy finna use the information that you went to confess to them out of you dealing with a situation. The enemy will use them to go gossip about your stuff or mock you. You get what I'm saying? so. You want to make sure don't look on the outside of people and look at oh, they smile pretty or they seem nice, they seem innocent, they look like this. No, because what is it? Wolves dressed in sheep's clothing mask a false light, so you ain't gonna be able to look at them on the outside. You know, people can judge you and be like, oh, you know, this person they look like they're on drugs or they look like they could be lustful, but sometimes you know. That's just somebody some people look. That's just how they look. You get what I'm saying? Another thing I want to talk about too is, you know, you know, being presentable and dressing at church. Because I had said I had a, a previous upload that I said if you really shouldn't be judging people about their clothes when they come into church if you're not going to help them. And I'm not coming from an angle of if somebody I wasn't talking like if somebody just came in your church with, you know, some, some just whatever, some ungodly clothes on. I'm not telling you, oh, you just got to accept people in your church any old kind of way. No, because you got to guard your heart, guard your church. You got to be mindful who you accepting in your church. But what I'm saying is if that, whatever that person got on, I ain't talking about no lingerie or nothing. It's better for you to go to them and see if they got more clothes because if that's the only clothes that they have, like they have shorts, right? Like say if somebody has some short shorts on and they had a tank top on. But whatever happened in their life, they needed to go find a church building today, like right now. You get what I'm saying? They ain't have no coat. They walking straight off the street. Walking they homeless. You get what I'm saying? That's the only clothes they got on. Would you would you turn them away? Because if Father God be sent, he says he used the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. So that person, if you reject them from your church, that person could be the next um, Jeremiah. That person could be the next Isaiah or David. You get what I'm saying? And, and if you re, you reject them from your church based off your, you looking at them, and you could at least be like, well, I got a jacket back here. Or I got to do one of y'all sisters got some clothes in the trunk. Or, you get what I'm trying to say? Or... If you have a church, try to, like, maybe have clothes on hand for people who might come in off of the street. Maybe, you know, with un- undesirable attire. Because don't when I say ju- don't judge people based off, I'm coming from the aspect of don't judge unrighteously. Of course we got to judge because that's how, you know... You you gotta judge the situation and know if it's good enough good for you to be in it. Of course, but you can do you can judge the situation because of, like how I just said, they look like, but really, time God got a whole calling on them. So we can't go off of what they look like. See if you can help first, and then go from there. So if you be like, well, um, one of the sisters got some extra clothes because I can't really have you in here, you know, in, in a nice way however you would say it. I can't, we can't have, you know, skin showing or breasts out because it can cause, um, the pastor or men in the church or even women to fall to lust because me, I, like, remember I told y'all, I was all in the vanity and on Facebook, you get what I'm trying to say? So, I wore clothes, like, with my, with, um, like, cleavage showing, stomach showing, short shorts, booty hanging out because... I was following the ways of the world and I didn't understand the standard of uh, a righteous woman. I did not know it. Like I knew it from my mom, but you know when you young, you you not trying to look like your mom, right? I mean, and, and my mama wasn't Let me see how to say. She wasn't a strict mom that was all like because I wore pants all the time. It was when I got on the on the on the internet is when I did it you get what I'm trying to say so my mom wasn't there when I was she wasn't there when I was taking the pictures basically I was already grown you get what I'm saying but if you see me in person you would never see me outside with short sweats on but I would maybe stand outside on the porch and take pictures you get what I'm trying to say but whole time I wouldn't go outside and walk with them them little clothes on I wouldn't be seen with them little clothes on but on the internet them people don't know you so guess what to them you are what you see what you look like they don't know you and you have to accept what you are what critique they give you and you can either get offended but remember, when you receive that offense you receive a sin you you coming in agreement with it and you 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 didn't sin you supposed to remember sometimes your key fall in the mud and sometimes it's your fault that your key fell in the mud because you had no business being dressed like that so God will pull your skirt up over your face. You get one up. You ain't got to be all in, um in the church for God to pull your skirt up over over your face. If you His daughter, He will pull your skirt up over your face to cause that spirit that make you do that to to um by you going getting shame in that in whatever manner. Say somebody exposed you or and with when with, with uh nakedness or like clothes or somebody said something about you, you get what I'm saying, whatever could happen and and God allow that to happen to you, yeah, you would want to take revenge on that person and say whatever you supposed to say, right, but no, you're supposed to choke, check it up and take accountability that you shouldn't be dressed like that as a a female that wants or expect to be married one day or expect to have um a righteous standard about yourself in any way or except to be perceived in a in a upholded manner should i say you get what i'm saying because you know when you're looking at people pictures on the outside you don't know if that's a, a person in the church or not but that being said if you in the church a person shouldn't be able to just necessarily say oh i don't know if they in the church or not you get what i'm trying to say because I ain't know all of this coming in. You know, I had to learn stuff as I went as far as attire. And then as far as, like, looking seductive and you ain't even trying to. Because sometimes when you, if you pretty or, you know, or if you whatever, the littlest things can make you look seductive and you wasn't even trying to do it. But you have to take mind of that because you don't want to make somebody else fall to your, to seduction, and it, it's only God that's going to bring you to that balance, it can't really be a man or a woman's opinion about you, you get what I'm saying, you know, you, you don't want to do too much, or or go overboard or nothing, but you want to be mindful of your, your reasoning, why are you doing like makeup and stuff too, because, is it just because people gonna think you pretty or is it just because you know you can get if you look real good today he gonna give you some money like if you think like like that's the reasons of you being more you're motivated by sin that's basically like a jezebelic motive because like when um ahab not ahab but when jehu came to defeat um jezebel and had enoch throw her over the balcony before she had her encounter with jay before that happened i mean she went and she went um putting on her makeup putting the eyeliners on her eyes and everything so depending on what spirit you moving in you do we have to be aware that you know makeup is a form of witchcraft and manipulation depending on your heart position and why you using it you get what i'm saying there's one thing to be moderate because moderate and and whatever moderate it is for your individual self. You get what I'm saying? Not to whatever person's perception of moderate. Yo you are moderate for you and Holy Spirit level. And Holy Spirit allows you to tell you it's okay for you. Because you know how you could you'll hear some people say, Well um Holy Spirit don't want us to wear makeup and then you'll hear another person let you know like, no, that's not necessarily true that Holy Spirit don't want us to wear makeup is because that person who said Holy Spirit don't want us to wear makeup, God told them don't wear makeup because to them makeup is a snare. Everybody ain't everything ain't for everybody. We we will make something that's not mostly meant for us for us but spiritually we not ready we not ready to even use it or we not mentally aware of the danger of us doing such things spiritually and physically. You get what I'm saying? Because makeup can lead to danger because if you're too seductive and you doing manipulation witchcraft makeup where you don't even look like yourself, you get what I'm saying? And then you go meet with somebody and then whatever happened and they see you look like this, they feel threatened because you catfaced them or, or you could get harmed, you know, or sexually abused because somebody come up become obsessed with your attractiveness because of the makeup you're wearing or the way you're wearing it because sometimes it's just the way we win it you know what i'm saying like sometimes it's the eyelashes are too big or too full or whatever and i'm guilty of that so that's why i'm saying that like a lot of people will judge and persecute you but they won't necessarily upload and give a person a um at least give the the young people the people who coming in at least at least lay out a, a blueprint in your ministry you get what i'm trying to say oh, when y'all have y'all little conference meetings it should be somewhere where it's an etiquette talk for because i know a lot of y'all like youtube ministers and prophets a lot of them meet together and have conferences and all of this so i feel like somebody should at least come up with like what's the etiquette what is acceptable and not necessarily coming from no judgmental point you get what i'm saying because sometimes people are getting persecuted because they just didn't know and if you're being accused of brother a persecutor or a gossiper a slanderer and that person they just don't know you get what i'm saying that's why god said we it is that's why we're supposed to judge righteously and, and discern righteously Not just, and we're supposed to guard our mouth because you don't know what the person got going on. Do they know? Maybe they don't know. You get what I'm trying to say? Don't just assume the worst about people because if you if you do that, then it's only fair to say there's something worse about you. And it ain't always. Oh well, I seen the worst in people. Well, it takes everything and everybody fault. so what have you done you get what that's what i'm trying to say so i ain't trying to make nobody pain seem like it wasn't worth it or nothing like that but when we know that we've been hurt in life we have to also look at we have hurt other people because it's written in the bible you know what i'm saying that's why we got to forgive because just just like they offended you you have offended somebody else you may not offended them but you offended somebody else you get what i'm saying in times when you felt justified, when God seen in your heart, that, that justifiedness that you felt was pride. And it wasn't even, you wasn't right in his eyes. You get what I'm saying? You know, it's all about accountability and actually turning away from, from what so easily gets you angry or out of character or aggravated. And... You know, trying to learn new ways of keeping your eyes on things above, keeping your eyes on things that, you know, righteous things that because an idle mind is the devil's playground. So you know, find stuff to do. So if you're somebody who just listen to, to um, you know, you just listen to like the podcast or YouTube videos, make up one, make a YouTube video, um, a YouTube channel, you you can I don't know just try to think of things that you can use your gift for God instead of necessarily instead of for um, worldly pleasure or worldly entertainment try to find something you can do to basically like say is this why I do like a lot of stuff everything I do in ministry is pretty much free and I do that to show God for one because I feel like for for one overall i feel like you know ministry is it just i just don't think we supposed to be paying for stuff but whatever but i just feel we supposed to be working for god and when we work for him it shouldn't be a, a price on it you get what i'm trying to say and we we helping him save the sheep that he looking to save so how you gonna put a price on it? He gonna he gonna pay you back regardless. But when we go to put the price on it, it's like we showing him that we we um we value the game or the money of of our relationship or servitude to, to him versus us just showing him with willing hearts that yeah, you my father. I do whatever you want just cause you my father. You know that's what God expect us. That's what being selfless is. You know. Jesus didn't want to go die on the cross. You remember? Remember, he was like, his last word was like, You know, Father God, like, why have you forsaken me? But he didn't forsake him. He just had to go through the persecution and die on the cross. So, you might have to go through all the persecution of the world and coming out of the world and died on the cross and and rose again in righteousness with Father God. You get what I'm saying? But you stay in righteousness and you do the right thing by trying to work on, on your inside heart issues. And you'll see, too, if you actually, say if you're a person and you got, like, problems with um heart problems and stuff like that. And you actually start working on them heart problems and doing your best to release them. And, you know, doing your exercise and, and your body, your your natural body, too, that you're supposed to do to take care of yourself. And so God you'll take care of your vessel. You get what I'm trying to say? And faith and works. In obedience to him and whatever he have you do. And he was sh- like he will bless you. He will heal you. But you got to know that your father going to heal you It's, it's not just cuz I've say oh he'll heal you, he'll heal you. It got to it's it's between you and him. It's between you know, it's between you and him. And then it's also is it cuz sometimes when things happen, it's just that's the um, the thorn of your side that you will have to live with, depending on what it is. You get what I'm saying, but that's not to say that it has to stay there. You, I don't know, it's you got to take it to God, really. But you can't look at something as though, you know, oh, this is the end. Father God, I love you, and He got you. He reached the life back upon you, but it also counts if you give up in your heart then that giving up that you did in your heart it's gonna reflect on your soul and it's gonna reflect on your body and then it's gonna reflect in your life to so, where uh, that when I say reflect on your body, um like all of the unforgiveness and the stress, stress and aggravations and um anger and all of that, that breaks down our immune system. So say if you was diagnosed with something, whatever, whatever, it whatever or a generational illness that bloodline illness when you hold on to the bitterness and stress and all of that or let stuff get to you real easy, it's breaking down your your immune system so you easier to catch like colds and respiratory issues and other um sicknesses because your immune system is 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 broken down. That stress And and that bitterness and all that stuff, remember I told you what it did to do you to your heart? It do that to your whole body, your immune system. It do that to your organs. It do that to everything in your body. I pray that this word blesses you. Until next time, I love you guys.